0: Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything.
1: So we're, we're still remote at this point, aren't we? Uh,
0: yeah, we're going to be apparently remote forever until we die, which if we get COVID might not be that long.
1: Or we already had it and then we're, we're immune. I can only <laughs>
0: hope. Yeah, hopefully. I was sick earlier on, but uh, it, the COVID hadn't really hit uh, Toronto where, where we are, so... Yeah at that time. So I assume it wasn't COVID, but you never know.
1: We we can only hope we...
0: We survived. We're yeah. we one of the sick.
1: <laughs> and S- didn't spread it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, so we were talking about, like, game settings because we've been trying to work on our game, and our game is set in a fantasy setting. So I think the first, like, settings we like to think about are fantasy settings. Uh-huh. And Yeah, I think it also
0: it's because of the uh difference of the, the game that we often or we used to play back when we actually got together at the game club. We used to play Infinity, which is a sci-fi game. So like when we mm-hmm. uh, play other games, usually we want something different.
1: Yeah, pretty much. We've yeah. tried other things to like fill the void to try and use mm-hmm. like spaceships. It worked for a while, but
0: yeah, it was just a bit complicated. We couldn't get complicated too complicated to really hook other people in feel yes. so
1: and and everybody likes everybody's got a soft spot for fantasy minis and fantasy tropes and settings so
0: yeah i think it's basically our shared history of lord of the rings previously the book and now the movies so all nerds basically i mean nerds right when i say shared history shared Maybe. nerd history and so because of that everyone loves yeah fantasy
1: yeah, we've at least had like The Witcher come around lately to give another sort of setting that everybody's
0: watched. Uh, yeah, and Game it's of Thrones. Accessible. Although Game of Thrones season eight basically I've, killed I've
1: trying, it. <laughs> I've been trying to purge that, but yes. Yes, there is this Game of Thrones. Which is probably pretty much closer to Lord of the Rings than The Witcher. Uh that's that's true. Yeah. It's
0: um Yeah that, the books, although I only read one and a half books, um, are, the setting is, is cool, right? That's almost – that and the twists and turns are basically what makes that series great.
1: Yeah, so I've started down the path of watching the TV shows, so I don't want to like, get ahead and ruin the TV show. So Oh, of uh, The Witcher? Yes. Yeah, I was
0: talking about Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> oh, I think now that we've realized that so many of those writers uh-huh. don't quite get to the end, that they're, I don't want to invest in reading one of those book series until they get to the end. Oh, I'm if, if they're one series, of the early adopters, and be like, "Oh, I was yeah, there since day one," I'm like, "No, nah, <laughs> I'll pass."
0: Yeah, if the series doesn't actually isn't actually finished before it gets picked up by TV, hmm. apparently TV can ruin you as a writer if you get too much money. <laughs> So you won't finish.
1: Yeah, artists have to be starving to do the best work. It's clearly, it's clearly what <laughs> history is. Yeah. Sorry, artists out there, but you just you just gotta learn. Well, that's not learn so hard, because, like
0: that just means whether they do good work or not. Like you as a person, as an artist, it's fine to sell out if the rest of your life is great. <laughs> that's why people sell out is because they're like, you know what? Uh, I like writing, but I don't like writing enough compared to being a rich-ass motherfucker. So I mm. think I'll just ride this rich-ass motherfucker thing out instead.
1: Yeah, it's too bad we've got the internet now and that people can discover people before they're dead. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Too bad for us. Better for the artists, but, you know, small loss. Yeah. So, like, I think both those settings we're talking about there, like, the major... Dividing point in like fantasy settings is probably the, the typical one everybody looks at as the high fantasy setting versus the low fantasy setting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess we'd say both of those fit into the high fantasy setting.
0: Um, which one? We mentioned Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and The Witcher.
1: So I guess we said, or I said that the Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones are fairly similar. So I, I would um, say they... Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, they're similar in terms of uh, tone, but when, when people talk about high and low fantasy, mm-hmm. like they they they're basically are, like they say like high high magic, right? That's that's the I think they often use that term explicitly, but it's like high fantasy, high magic fantasy is where magic is widespread, easy to use, and is like is everywhere, affects everyone whereas in low fantasy is where it's limited it's secret and it's almost like the people don't the majority of the people aren't touched by magic and if they are touched by uh magic they don't really believe it until it's like shoved in their face right and and often a story a a fantasy story what makes it not like non-historic or historical fiction uh, sorry, what makes it not historical fiction is the fact that there is magic. So magic is obviously going to play some part of uh, of the story.
1: Yep. And they're, um, they're, but it's a lower aspect of it. It's more like people overcoming adversity through their their will and their yeah. normal human skills and their their teams, the teamwork in so, there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It's it's almost. The, the magic is on the edge, edges, right? And even mm-hmm. though the, it's important, it's not central to you know everything, right? It's not widespread. It's not just like to me, uh it's not when central I think to the, about, like yeah. their
1: quest isn't around obtaining magic. Their quest might be around overcoming some of it, but it's not like their their goal well, is it not might, centered it, around
0: it, it might be obtaining magic, mm-hmm. but the magic is not widespread. So the thing is like in The Witcher Everyone and their dog has magic. At least the main characters, right? It's not. It's not a. It's not a limited thing. People like if you're and if you go to like any of these factions, they all have lots of magic. They're using magic. The main characters have magic, as far as I understand it, right? And they're constantly fighting monsters, right? Which are magical
1: monsters, right? Yeah, the people understand that there's met ma- monsters that live in their world.
0: Yeah. And so like the Witcher is a traveling magic user and he's known and he grants basically magic towards like use of magic towards all these communities by using magic right so that would be like high fantasy right magic is an integrated part of the
1: world yeah and Whereas, everybody knew that there was elves everybody knows there's elves around
0: yeah and and, vanished and and people walk around with magic Hmm. and they're not like on the edges or weird it's like literally oh yeah oh that random guy that showed up he's a magic user right whereas if you look at game of thrones most of the people don't even believe in magic right there were once dragons a lot of the people are at the point of the story they're like yeah there were dragons and that was the magic but it's basically gone now
1: people run their
0: worlds based on and almost like in a historical way right Mm -hmm. like george r R. martin wrote the story with a lot of influence from history and so this politics (laughs) thing is almost more important than any of the magic at least in the first chapters and one of the interesting things about the story is that it starts out very low magic
1: Right, The people who live in there believe the magic is gone from their world. They're like, yeah, the dragons are gone. All those other things are just gone from their world. Yeah, and
0: then as the time goes on, there's like more and more magic is revealed with the promise in the books that it's going to be, there's going to be some crazy high magic epic thing in the end, right? But as it stands for most of the books, it's like low magic, right? Most people don't even have magic.
1: No, most of the fights are not about it. magic.
0: It's about this war, be- this, this political war.
1: So I guess part of high fantasy, I guess it's got the magic and it's got the monsters. So like usually when you see one of them, you see the other. But I guess they're n- it's not essential to have both of them for it to be high fantasy, would it be?
0: No, like
1: if everyone can cast a fireball, that's
0: pretty high magic. You yep. don't need to have a monster. Although technically anyone that casts a fireball, you could say that creates monsters of people, but yeah. Yes, because they're, they're not
1: human the same way everybody else is. But, yeah, they seem to go together. I guess, once <laughs> no, played. I
0: mean like if I had the power of casting fireballs, who knows what I would get up to.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. And people would call you a monster.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: uh, but, yeah. But it seems like those two go hand in hand, at least if – if you start using one of them, you start using the other and in terms of writing and creating settings. Um, one's, mm-hmm.
0: I feel like monsters are more popular than magic, because if you think about it, just in pop culture, right? What we don't necessarily, we don't see magic all the time, right? although you could say like the belief in some spirits helping you out or something is like magical. But, uh, when you feel something go bump in the night and your mind races and you think of something terrifying, you don't think of like in your mind, if you hear something and it's like a bear, you you know, there's the rational way to think about the bear. And then there's the, Oh my God, there's a bear right next to me and it's angry.
1: Is the uh, in your
0: mind, what you see is like a giant mouth filled with teeth and giant claws, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the monster kind of monstrous kind of thing, right? And so kind of this um, part of our pop culture, right? We have horror movies where it's it's people with no superpowers or whatever fighting these monstrous things and how do they overcome them? So the monster thing I think is um, not even – part of fantasy or would you say that it's fantasy if you just have a monster
1: i think it's still high fantasy if you've got the monsters because low fantasy is more like everybody believes in the world that Mm. of some sort of past that we could have lived in i i think high fantasy and mm. low fantasy is about magic i don't even know if
0: monsters relate to that thing because if you think about it if you is is um Is a story, it's like the creature from the Black Lagoon, High Fantasy, just because it has a weird swamp creature?
1: Well, I guess it's more about the world that most people live in. If some weird swamp creature shows up and the people are like, what the hell is that thing? Then like most of the world is like a world that you could have imagined in our past. But if everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's another one of the swamp creatures. Like, okay, maybe it's high fantasy because they're now living in the world. I
0: don't know if people would divide it, even if it was integrated into the world. I don't know if people would – this is just entomology, right? But people would consider it high fantasy. And I don't even know if that is an important distinction when it comes to – like, if it's something that's not of our world but it's plausible to happen in our world, that, I think, is the critical thing, right? That's the – That's why a monster is not necessarily a fantasy monster. (laughs) Like think about it this way, Uh, before anyone saw gorillas, a gorilla is basically a Yeti, right? Like a mounted gorilla. When we think of the stories of the Yeti or the uh, Sasquatch, it's a giant humanoid furry thing, right? uh and that's what gorillas are. <laughs> yep. So, so if we had never known about gorillas and we only had the history of a Sasquatch or, or a Yeti and then we saw gorillas, we'd be like, "Oh, that's what everyone was talking about." When they said Sasquatches and 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 uh, Yetis, assuming like they were seen in the same space, place.
1: Yep. It could be a monster. If it didn't exist for real, it's like, oh yes.
0: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that, that is almost like the difference or giant squids. The fact that, you know, no one believed that there were squids that big before. Right. And only after we seen them now, we're like, Oh, I guess the few times you saw giant squids, that was actually a real giant squid.
1: And if you had a giant human, which would just be called a, a giant in a fantasy setting, it would make it (laughs) yeah if you saw an eight foot post person there's like being one in our history right oh i'm going way bigger than that i'm going like
0: no but like literally (laughs) if you saw an eight foot person you'd be like whoa (laughs) i don't Uh... want to call that that guy monster (laughs) Mm -hmm. he actually just i think he had a some pituitary gland thing where he just kept on growing
1: yeah usually those people end up thin though not like super ripped well, like a true fancy yeah. giant. Who have to okay, so, like an orangutan?
0: Well, I'm pretty sure an eight foot guy, even if he was thin and lanky, he's still. He's okay, still fine. An eight, foot,
1: an eight foot orangutan, there we go. But they look like a human. An eight animals.
0: foot orangutan. I think orangutans are shorter than us, and they would still kill almost any human.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. If that thing existed <laughs> on Earth, that would be possibly a, a fantasy monster. Even though it, it's uh, not yes, combined. True. even though it's like, well, I think exists in one form.
0: Just, yeah. You know, basically a, a polar bear is a fantasy monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a shark, a great white shark, like an especially big one. Like if it, if it gets to Megalodon size, it's a fantasy monster. Right. So, so yeah. like,
1: so, so maybe we have to set the bar pretty high for it to be high fantasy. You can have some pretty freaky monsters. Yeah, I
0: think the the monster has to defy reality. Mm
1: -hmm. Has to defy any physics we understand.
0: Yeah, it has to like spit fire before it's a fantasy monster. That's why a dragon, like a giant (laughs) lizard, is not fantasy. Like it is fantasy in the fact that it's not real, but it's not considered part of the fantasy genre necessarily unless it spits atomic breath or fire, right? Right. Let's strip Godzilla. Yeah. Or if it could fly, even though judging from the look
1: of it. Its anatomy shouldn't make it possible.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't allow it to fly. Like, it's super big and beefy, and yet it can fly. Come on, that's not good. It doesn't
1: have lightweight bones like birds. It's like "Mm."
0: (laughs) Technically, in most of the uh, series or, or stories about dragons, The story doesn't get to the point where you can check how hollow their bones are. (laughs) But I always did think, like, uh, dragons in fantasy are too lizard-like, and I'm surprised that they're not more bird-like.
1: Yeah, maybe it ties into our fear of snakes. So like, how do we make this thing scarier? Eh, go more go more snake. Yeah, because lizards are in
0: general not scary. Like, there are scary lizards, but we never saw them.
1: No, you're, you're like crocodiles. willing to pick up a lizard. Like, yeah, sure, why not? A snake, you're like, hmm, I don't know about this.
0: Maybe it's snakes and crocodiles. Because crocodiles are super scary. Yes. So maybe a dragon, the theme and the look of the dragon, is not about lizards. It's supposed to look like a crocodile
1: a crocodile headed snake that also just flies on top of it so it could come out of anywhere
0: (laughs) yeah maybe although actually i think it is snakes because i think historically the dragons have looked snake-like until i don't know under
1: because i've seen pictures of like saint george killing the or paintings of saint george killing the dragon they're like old ones and the the dragon kind of looks like a dog (laughs) <laughs> it's not very big. It's, a, it's actually like an overcomable obstacle. But of course, you wouldn't really want to fight a dog that looks like a dragon because that's still messed up.
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, that's weird. Is it just diseased? I don't want to catch whatever it has.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The St. George versus the dragon and the dragon is not even as big as a bear. You're like, yo, man, this is literally showing that St. George was overrated. Any random guy that killed a grizzly bear did a larger feat, like a, a full-grown grizzly bear was it would, by himself would be a bigger feat than killing the dragon. Especially, just, wasn't, Saint George, like, didn't they have, he have, like, a super long spear? Was he on a horse, too?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. He was on a horse with a spear, and then
1: <laughs> – yeah, The paintings looked very doable, at least compared to, like <laughs> – Maybe we're just used to watching, watching crazy movies, and we're like, oh, pff, that's – such a small dragon.
0: Maybe it's because the guy that was uh, doing the painting was actually throwing low-key shade at St. George. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like uh, that guy was not that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm going to make the dragon like super wimpy and tiny.
1: Yes, he's just hunting foxes. Was it a
0: sculpture or was
1: it a painting? No, it was paintings. Oh, man. Was no, I can imagine You could totally like, make a giant. Yeah, I know. I can see why sculptures would cut down the materials, but... So yeah, so that 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 is true. Um, dragons in
0: Asian uh, stories are way cooler. They're, they're much larger and. Yeah, they're they're. I've always seen them as like super big. They have giant claws. They're actually a little bit bird-like. They have like bird claws, and they have no wings, but they can still fly. They just and swim to the sky. They are not evil. Mm. They're actually like
1: just forces of nature
0: yeah forces so you think of it like how we think of phoenixes
1: mm-hmm.
0: and technically in, in chinese culture it's like the dragon and the phoenix are matched right that's like the male that's the yin yang male female thing right so they're equivalent actually in terms of well not equivalent dragons are obviously you know chinese culture ancient chinese culture is patriarchal so obviously the dragon's more important but <laughs> but they're supposed to be balanced right uh and so it's not necessarily like this evil thing that's always rampaging. In fact, dragons don't rampage, right? That's not a thing that dragons do in the... They're almost revered. Rever- mm-hmm. refer- revered? Revered?
1: They just bring about fair. events? Or are they, Sorry? They just signal events? Or they-
0: um, no, they're like, just like mythical, cool, mythical. As far as, uh, you know what? I'm not Chinese enough to know in detail
1: why they bring uh, up dragons in stories. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, w- what happens with the dragons in stories all the time, but they're definitely thought of, like, almost positively. No, you know what? Positively. It's positive. Yeah. But they're not necessarily going around granting wishes for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's there's dragon, the, Yeah, fairy is supposed to, I guess, could could be well actually I guess technically fairies are mischievous so not exactly like a dragon um, oh someone that grants you good luck right you know there's the creatures the magical things that grant you good luck That's uh, or help you out a dragon's not like that it's, just, it's supposed to be like above that majestic kind of king of the animals which is fictional also
1: mm-hmm.
0: like in the Chinese zodiac it's like the one fictional animal. It's like 11 normal animals and a dragon.
1: It just got in there, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, somehow slid in there. So, wow, we we haven't talked at all about (laughs) fantasy, actual how this affects fantasy gaming.
1: No, so I guess fantasy gaming, like we could go back to the major types of games out there. Like you could break it up between skirmish, and like large size army games or you could actually break it up into what we talked about on our last podcast about abilities versus tactics focused games mm-hmm. where if maybe you're talking about low fantasy and just doing things that are like possible in our world and having to rely on like your your wits and your strategy and everything else that that mm-hmm. might lend itself more towards like a tactics based game where your guys don't have super crazy abilities but you've got to like work with some pretty basic abilities and more just come up with a good battle plan and execute that Mm -hmm. because it's more similar to like our world and what you have to do to win a battle in our world yeah so
0: you think about it like it's almost like a historical games right in fact there's a bunch of games mm -hmm. out there like lion rampant or dragon rampant where there's like a historical version of the game right and it's and then you can add a small fantasy element to it right and that would be like a low fantasy kind of world if you think about it like it so you know war games histo- they generally have been historical right so you think about the games being about uh if it's if it's it would be like rank and flank uh regiment groups of regiments right fighting and then if it was if you add on a little bit of magic it could be like oh if your mage is, survives, you get to re-roll an attack.
1: Yeah, something like that. Or you just have, like, some weird monster, one, like, weird monster thing in your army, but mm-hmm. it's not It's not a standard part of your army. Your army's not, like, full-on monster battle. You're not ball- yeah. battling a zombie horde, or you're not battling, like, like undead that rise.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not like you're fighting an entire horde of armies. It's like you have your, let's say, group of uh, uh, infantry and knights, and you're supplemented or supplemented by uh, a monster like a dragon or an ogre.
1: Yeah, something like
0: that. So I guess we played a game uh, called uh, Warlords of Erluan. And mm-hmm. so, in Warlords of Irland, you have one wizard, right? You have a—it's basically a his a, a small scale or medium scale game, and everyone is just, is generally normal in terms of its fighting, in terms of their skills. If like you take the human graces, right, yep. uh, and then you add in a wizard, and you add, and that's your army, right? Yeah, they
1: they have options for monsters, but it's clearly like an option. Yeah, you don't have to put in and something giant. If you
0: think about if you play that game with two human forces,
1: with just yeah. that one wizard, yeah, is that high fantasy? Knights, yeah. Or just knights on barbarians? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Knights versus barbarians. Is that does that end up becoming high fantasy or low fantasy?
1: Yeah, a lot. Just, of, yeah, it's just low fantasy. Like that's what it is. You yeah, can try and, and the recreate wizard, an ancient war yeah. with it.
0: And your wizard won't win you. like it's, they're, they're strong, but they won't necessarily win you the battle. Or if you roll a critical failure, they might lose you the battle. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like what happened.
1: Yeah, uh, they're basically just like a leader, and you could see their abilities being something that exists in the real world. Mm, like you're just an amazing weapon.
0: commander, where everyone around you believes in you, so they fight harder.
1: Yeah, exactly. They listen to your instructions better, or else you'll, you'll execute them after. <laughs> Okay. Apparently, we think of leaders as different. <laughs> mm. I thought I was
0: the one that was against authority, but apparently,
1: um, what against authority? What do you, what's against authority? Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You would never go against authority if it's gonna kill. If they're gonna kill you afterwards, that's fair. Exactly.
1: Uh, um, if you have yes. to win to lose, then.
0: Or if you lose, you really lose. Exactly. Um, so, does that if you're playing against those dudes, that's a low fantasy game. Now, here's the thing: in Warlords of Eruan, you can actually play as ostensibly, right? You, they have a minute, uh, a list that is about undead, or a list with uh, monster, like you play beastmen, right? Mm-hmm. If I show up with a bunch of beast men, but they literally, one guy has wizard powers versus the other side, which is humans. Does that suddenly just become high fantasy?
1: So I think one thing to look at might be like the, the power difference between each individual figure on the board. Cause mm-hmm. if you're thinking of like a low fantasy battle with humans on humans, mm-hmm. even your like super skilled, giant seven foot dude versus like the small five foot, like peasant mm-hmm. dude. The peasant dude has some hope of beating the giant guy, whereas if you're, like, going into... Well,
0: I, one-on-one, yeah, if they have weapons... It's doubtful.
1: I'm doubtful,
0: but, like, the one seven-foot guy versus five humans now with weapons, now you're like, oh, this is scary for the, five, the one seven-foot guy.
1: Yep. But... hmm if so you, so like if you have a, if the power difference gets even bigger than anything you'd believe in our world like you have a straight up ogre with some giant mace thing mm-hmm. with chains with a chain that like a human can't even pick up his weapon he just swings the flail and crushes five people on one swing and mm-hmm. now you're into you're into something that's not quite it's fantastical, in our fantastical it's so right? fantastical it, it pushes itself into high fantasy I guess yeah
0: so like if you think about it, a bear versus five armed humans mm-hmm. i'd bet on the five armed humans
1: yeah if you if you use good tactics if you if you do the like some of those the, humans might die mm-hmm. but, as long as but you I, don't come out them one-on-one like, yeah. like 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 you're doing in the van damme movies
0: yeah <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> then, then
0: the, where they the have to wins. wait where, where they wait in line to get the crap beaten out of them
1: although well, no, they, they usually form a circle and then just
0: Oh yeah, that's true. And make but they angry don't. Faces. Yeah, but they only attack one at a time. Exactly. To be fair, that like mimics, uh, what do you call it? I don't want to say anything bad about classic. Dojo mechanics. fighting. Yeah, dojo <laughs> fighting. It's definitely a thing that you you try, that you do. Where, I, it's it's gamey, but but yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that that might be another way, like even beyond the magics, like the power difference between the things. Like what when does a thing become an unbelievable high fantasy beast? you're know, like, eh, it could be the power differential they include yeah, between I think, adventures. I think that makes sense.
0: In, in a lot of ways, it's like it is the power of the thing unbelievable, right? Yep. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like really, could there really be a guy a, like a a, a Creature with a giant club that could swing it and kill ten men with one thing.
1: Yeah, so I guess if you've got like the Saint George little dog-sized dragon, eh, you're like, hey, okay, sure, <laughs> that could be in this world. It's some disgusting bat thing, but if the if it becomes a Chinese yeah. dragon and it starts attacking like somebody's army, you're like, okay, this is.
0: And it's like one dragon versus the entire army. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I guess we're kind of laying out the differences of those kind of things. What do you? What type of Fantasy, or what type of games do you prefer?
1: So I think we didn't talk too much about, like in our previous podcasts, I said we mm-hmm. talked a lot about the abilities versus the tactics focus for a game, mm-hmm. and that maybe once you get into a high fantasy styled game, people start to stack up on having like tons of abilities. Because why, why do mm-hmm. they have tons of abilities? Well, it's just yeah. straight up magic, so they get. So it's not
0: place. necessarily about where they are on the battlefield when a guy can throw a fireball or yeah. shoot a lightning bolt. Or, or I don't know, forest, haste his whatever. friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, once abilities like, start manipulating things in ways that you don't expect. In reality, like, oh, these guys were normal, and now he, they've become <sighs> like these humans have become as buff as the orcs. Of, as as a buff use. as
0: buff as your knights, like these peasants. Yes. I I cast berserk on them. Now mm-hmm. they're plus
1: five strength, plus five fight. Now with their pitchforks, they can take take a knight one on one. Yeah. Just because of the magic abilities. So at that point, things become like more fantastical. Mm-hmm. So, back to what you were saying about. Uh, what,
0: what type of thing do you prefer? So, you're saying that high fantasy lends itself more to uh, what, do, what an, we call
1: an, uh, an abilities focused game.
0: Yeah, where you're, talking, where you're thinking about combos and things like that, almost like a card game. Right, where you're trying to make your combos and buff your guys and layer these things on top of each other. Yep. And, um, whereas a low fantasy thing, because it's so much like historical, like obviously, because you're removing all the fantasy or most of the fantasy from it, then it becomes more baseline, right? And more about the tactics, more about how, uh, how the battlefield, uh, like how you maneuver on the battlefield. Yeah, it's more like and so which one do you prefer?
1: So I think going back to our previous podcast and uh-huh. like games we've played in both, that prefer something closer to like, that has the high fantasy elements in it to give you mm. those interesting abilities going on in the battlefield, rather than having to sort of, it feels like when you play a tactics-based game that sometimes you play the same game out over and over. But once uh-huh. you start having more different options that can happen in any given situation when things start having more abilities, I find that makes the game <clears throat> excuse me more interesting. But then still during and more audience, story. Yeah. Ah uh, yeah, exactly. The the individuals start to matter more and you create yeah. more of a story rather than it just being sort of you played out this tactic and your tactic mm-hmm. worked. Yeah, it becomes more of a story about what the individuals in the game accomplished. But the, on the other end of the spectrum, if you go two abilities focused, like.
0: Starts becoming, there, there's, your ability to spend, suspend disbelief starts getting too high. That's probably where it's <laughs> or, or going. Too, yeah, you're like, really? Really? That's all you can do? And so that, like, that's all that matters? And where, where it becomes, you might have a full army, mm-hmm. but it all comes down to your wizards throwing fireballs at each other. Yeah, And then you're like, why did I set up all my guys, and why am I even playing a miniatures game if the tactical portion is not even that big of a deal? Because everyone is just lightning bolting and fireballing each other.
1: If you just ask the question, will the dragons fire breath just burn everybody to death? <laughs> and the answer is just, you roll dice and decide if that's a yes or no. It's not, it's not so interesting. So, so I think basically the answer is a balance somewhere in between, but leaning towards the high fantasy.
0: Okay. So you would rather play a game like War Machine rather than uh Warlords a, of Erlewon. Sorry? War than- oh, yeah, sure. Warlords of Erlewon, which is lower, lower fantasy. Yeah, or do War- you think that War Machine is one of those games that takes it too far and Warlords of Erlewon is a little bit more balanced?
1: Well, if you're saying you've got to choose between one or the other, mm-hmm. I would probably choose War Machine.
0: Oh, interesting! I actually would choose Warlords of Eluan. Mm-hmm. I think it has uh, enough of the magic to do what what and and the advent and these super with, with superheroes like there are some of the heroes also have abilities. Um, it has enough of the fantastic element to uh, lend itself to those epic story moments that we're talking about, right? Um, where they, there's a little bit of the combos. Whereas I feel like War Machine is too much for me. There's too much craziness going on and there's mm-hmm. too, much, there are too many crazy effects. And it almost, in my opinion, takes away from uh, the battlefield and the wargaming aspect of the
1: game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Although I do like the magic allowing giant warjacks, robots running around.
1: Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just to explain... It still, to work explain the, the cool case. models yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> but
0: yeah in terms of the actual gameplay uh i think i think i like warlords really one more yeah. okay um how about i guess we're, we've been talking about army army size right armies fighting other armies uh, how about when we bring it down to a uh, skirmish level because the game that we're working on right the, the the fantasy game uh, the simple skirmish fight game um is a skirmish game right there's not it's not rank and flank it's not rank upon rank of soldiers uh, smashing into into each other uh it is individuals fighting mm-hmm. how does these the, the level of fantasy or the impact of fantastic elements affect the skirmish level games
1: so hmm
0: I guess. And well well let's let's first like what are the there, there's actually a lot of uh, fantasy skirmish games, right? Uh there's uh one of our favorite games, uh, Frostgrave. Yep. Right? Rangers of Shadow Deep. Uh Malifaux, right? That's a little bit that's not medieval, but I think that's still pretty much fantasy. Uh, oh yeah, it's game. highly
1: magic and highly based around unbelievable yeah.
0: creatures. Technically there's with War Machine, there's also uh Company of Iron, which I know it's a little bit dead now, but still applies.
1: Yeah, to fuck uh, the rules, but whatever.
0: Uh, there's a Lord of the Rings skirmish version of the game. Uh, I think it's called. Oh, it's Battle Companies, which uh, it's quite fun. Um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of them. I'm sure. in fact, when I think about it, most of the skirmish games are fantasy games, right?
1: Yeah, because the, there's less to work with for maneuvering around your armies. Yeah, so and then there's there's also the other thing of D and D, right?
0: So because people already have a few miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons, it becomes very easy to like hook people in it from from the kind of general gaming slash uh, nerd culture, right? People are already a little bit used to a few miniatures, so and it's not that big of a deal to get a few more but they like the kind of fantasy element uh, fantasy stories like we talked about and so it makes sense to make your game a skirmish fantasy game right as an entry level kind of thing yes. or as the first thought right mm-hmm. so um well, well we, when we when you think about uh, Frostgrave, uh the game is literally about two wizards going into a frozen uh a frozen, an unfro, magically unfreezing city trying to fight over treasure with monsters also streaming in. Magical treasure, too. So, this yep. is like high fantasy, right? Your main character.
1: So, is the main magic. character has all high fantasy focused on him, and then the rest of you guys are all pretty much normal dudes. Uh, but, yeah, but they
0: can get magic weapons and
1: stuff. Yes. But the magic weapons aren't like preposterous levels of magic there.
0: Yep, but also. The fact that every single guy has a wizard, it
1: mm-hmm. means that
0: magic, and you're literally going into a city that is a magical city means that magic was is integral to society, right? Like unless unless the like, it, do, it doesn't sound like in Frostgrave wizards are that rare right like most people are not wizards but they're not that rare you will often see them and that's why you have so many warbands filled with my wizards who are going into this magical city right because there's lots of magicians everywhere
1: yes the high fantasy lets lets the wizard be explained and like the wizard's basically you so it makes you feel more special in the game Mm
0: -hmm. and how does it affect the actual uh so I guess, like you said, actually, it kind of helps with the explaining the fantastical things that you can do in the game, right? To help create those adventurous moments. Like if, if Frostgrave, if the wizard was not, uh, if there was no fantasy backing, how could a wizard leap one of his friends 10 inches, uh, sorry, like, 10 inches, which is the equivalent of what? Like 100 feet? Both up uh, and across.
1: Like over a Over
0: too. terrain, over entire buildings without using magic, right? That's, that's That kind of an effect in a old fantasy game doesn't that's even where, make sense. That's where
1: technology becomes magic. You are know, like now I can't explain that. Yeah, technology. exactly. The technology is just
0: magic. Yeah, so, so the equivalent in a science fiction game would be that guy has a jump pack, right? It's a mm-hmm. rocket pack. Uh, yep. But you but can that's... explain it even if the guys have swords and are shooting bows and swords if you say that this guy has magic and is able to do that kind of effect. So the fact that you have fantasy in there allows for, like like you're saying, these kind of outrageous abilities that defy logic. Yes.
1: So yeah, I think that's, that's what makes it work best.
0: So do you think like... Do you think if you had removed the magic out of Frostgrave or if you, you had some think... fairy
1: if your wizard was just like had some scrolls and stuff like that? Let's there's something yeah. but mm-hmm.
0: oh no yeah no magic let's say okay oh you're
1: saying low magic Well no you could you could just take it out entirely what would the game be interesting if your leader was like just a regular like it's a, a captain knight?
0: it's like a knight and so he's more buff. He could take more magical equipment. Um, what would make, would the game be as interesting?
1: No, I don't think so. Because I think the, tactic, like the number of tactical options would be possibly too low.
0: So yeah, so you would still have the core uh, gameplay, which is fine. But the advanced, or, or the yeah the fun effects, I think, Yep. Uh, and uh, are removed. And if you were to leave it just with things that are plausible, like you can buff the attack or defense of people around your commander because your commander is uh, instilling them with confidence, telling them orders on how to defend each other and things mm-hmm. like that, that would not be enough, you're saying.
1: I'm thinking if it would be enough or not. Because. Maybe, maybe. If it's like. If
0: you were to limit it to. Um, A resource right Mm -hmm. so you could say uh instead of saying it's it's uh you know the fantasy elements like it would just it would have a different feel for sure but if it's like your commander can issue commands that your warband has trained for for a long period of time but they have to be within at least vocal range right and then because it's tactics that you have trained for previously um you could also limit the number of times you could do the ability right because once you reveal the tactic let's say that you've tried or let's say you're using underhanded tactics like i don't know you have an equip you have special equipment right (laughs) that you that are once per use items uh like oh you you throw throw sand in their eyes or something so that you can kick them in the face
1: something like that (laughs) or you can it's basically your mm-hmm. trap card mechanism. Mm-hmm. There, you have to introduce a new game mechanic to make up for the one that got pulled out there. Because what you're talking about actually makes me think about Arena Rex, which mm-hmm. the guys in there don't have too too many crazy abilities. It's mostly based around yeah. like the push mechanic and around, I, I guess, going back to the trap card mechanic where there's monsters on the table, which are basically traps. Yeah. And you're, you're playing around with trying to draw your opponent into the traps. Yeah. Just using some fairly straightforward abilities. So that, uh, that's true. That in game fact, game is quite stripped down. Still pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it's actually quite fun. Yeah, Arena Rex. Depending on the people that you use, there's mm-hmm. like no magic, right? Yep. It, you could even say it's like alternate. Depend, yeah, alternate history because technically each warband is like. Oh, actually, the, no. You could use Romans versus. Egyptians. gladiators, versus. and just say it's mm-hmm. two different sets of gladiators during Roman times.
1: Yeah, because there's the red team and the blue team gladiators. So it's absolutely yeah. made like that. Those are the first two and, factions. Yeah. So, and there's
0: no fantasy elements. Well, you don't have to put in the fantasy elements because I think there are some
1: guys that are obviously fa- fantastic. If you're riding a Scorpion, that's pretty fantastic. <laughs> or if you have horns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's be true. A, a fashion statement.
0: Yeah. you just taped it on your head you've attached it to a string you wrapped it on your head it's just your hat uh yeah so yeah so they stripped it down but it's a very different game but it it, it doesn't have the fantasy elements so i no, guess what we're the, saying is that it you has a very small ability as a skirmish level yeah
1: Oh you just need a few more abilities on each person, like they have some mm-hmm. some special thing they can pull off, but it's but believable
0: mm-hmm. the, the type of ability is what really what changes things, right? So if you add fantasy, you can do things like we said of leap right, where a guy can jump ten, like a hundred feet, or you could do something where like invisibility where they can't be attacked at all, right they just disappear Whereas that right? so doesn't make any sense that in the middle of a battle, a guy can't be attacked, right if you're talking about more realistic uh, war games, skirmish yes. games, right? Yes. Uh, or throwing a fireball. Uh, if you're talking about people with swords and arrows, it doesn't make some sense that someone might have explosives, right? At least useful grenades and stuff like that, right? That's unlikely for someone to have. So that seems almost magical. Although technically, depending on, in medieval times you could you could have someone who's like a
1: you could have a catapult but it doesn't you can have make an alchemist it. right
0: mm-hmm. technically if you're playing a medieval like historical kind of thing uh, not quasi-historical right low fantasy you could say that someone does have like a grenade basically right it's volatile chemicals and splashes on everyone and hurts have a
1: Molotov body. cocktail sort of thing exactly
0: it's, essentially yeah you'd have a Molotov cocktail right so technically, I guess you could still have a fireball-like mechanic, even if you did low fantasy. Yep. It's more about invisibility. Uh, and even, actually, if you're talking about tactics and order people, you could even do like the strength and defense buffs when you're within range of a person.
1: Yeah, it becomes harder to explain how you like debuff your opponent's guys why Why they become demoralized just by you looking at them the wrong way, but, you know. <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. Buffing makes more sense because it's, you know, you tell them the tactic. Use this tactic. And then they're like, all right, I'm going to kick them in the balls now. Wow, I can't believe they didn't even expect that. <laughs> and then yep. that's, it only works once, right? Then they're expecting it, right? But that could be like your magical, whatever, plus strength buff. Uh, whereas... If you're trying to debuff the opponent, you're like... You, you insult them and say, I don't know, your mom wears combat boots. Mm-hmm.
1: How, much, how much mud can you throw at their feet to make them slow? It's, like, it's kind of limited. Yeah, uh,
0: You could... Um, oh, like we said, you could throw sand in their eyes, right? That, that's almost like for a skirmish game, right? Where some guy's just super underhanded. That's like a debuff that could be modeled somewhat. Doesn't necessarily make sense uh, fully, but like, you know, if you're playing, like, you know, if you if it's just a fun kind of game where you're not trying to be exactly historically accurate, but you still don't want the super high magic. Yeah, some guys just like that guy in Kickboxer who throws sand at his opponent's eyes, and that's that makes him, That's one of his tactics that he uses. Yep.
1: So.
0: Uh, how does that then come to our game? Like, is our game high or low fantasy?
1: I think it comes closer to low fantasy because we're not trying to have a big power differential between anyone. So mm-hmm. I would say that turns it more towards low fantasy. And Be... I think
0: the abilities that we've had have not been crazy. Yep. Like, I think the craziest, like, have not been, oh, leap the sky 10 inches switch spots, like transport this guy to another spot, turn this guy invisible. Uh, they're more about, you could almost explain them tactically, right? You could almost say that the, the mechanics where it's like, oh, if I flank this guy, you get a bonus. Oh, this guy is much better at attacking the guy and hitting hard. Uh, this guy's better at range,
1: right? Yeah, this guy has better armor on. or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: even if you talk about the fireball, like you could literally just say, like we talked about it being a grenade, right? Yep. This, this person has just learned how to create alchemical concoctions that you can throw them and set a whole bunch of people on fire and hurt them. Exactly.
1: We'll put some slingshot and send them that's,
0: off. That's interesting that uh, I didn't really think about it as a low fantasy type of game. I guess it was really just, and, and when I wrote stories about it, I didn't really set it up as uh, in what I thought of as low fantasy.
1: Well, I think with the story, it was basically the world was full of extremely powerful magic people, and now everyone's living in the remnants of it. Ah, uh, so, yeah, that's right. So it's brought them down into low fantasy, kind of like Game because of Thrones.
0: Because high, high fantasy. So, so the way that we, we wrote it is basically these two uh, demigods, or, or literally people think of them as gods, right? Whether or not they were actually gods, fighting and creating giant armies, and then through their magic through their super powerful magic they both cast you know fireball on each other or meteor and then both killed each other and killed their main armies and scattered all this magic everywhere and now you're just like the remnants like war roving warbands in this like totally uh i guess in in the remains of the world after these two gods who who ruled everything are dead yep. uh, it kind of even though technically like everyone believes in magic and there's a lot of magic, it it's harder to, to use that magic <laughs> because you're not a god.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which basically means the game needs to focus more towards tactics, which a lot of the mechanics we've created are good at uh-huh. doing that. So of. so
0: I guess here here is here is a question. It's like when I think about um, Lord of the Rings battle companies even though the story like even though the story and in fact the the larger game is more fantastic it, it, in some ways it's not because some of the forces are literally just horsemen right and archers and humans right yep. and they they literally have no magic so even though the, the source material has more magic uh, and i guess you could argue that with the advent of of games like warcraft and D &D and uh the witcher lord of the rings is now considered low fantasy
1: (laughs) most of the battles there, are like yep this is just the skeleton warriors are just you know they're just people yeah
0: exactly orcs is just a different types of people they might as well be like northerners right they could be Just call them the vandals, right? (laughs) And the story's not going to change, or at least the battles are not going to change, right? There's no. So, in some ways.
1: You don't have to magically buff your guys to fight them, you just fight
0: them. Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, it's actually, you you would say, from our definitions, at least in terms of gameplay and war game, it becomes a low fantasy kind of game, even if you would say that the actual source material is a little bit more high fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the battles occur in the realm of man.
0: Yeah, so. and and the effects. There's not as much crazy magical effects on the battlefield, right? Which does technically model how the Lord of the Rings did work out, right? Yeah. Even though there are this cra- there's this crazy magic and world destroying magic. They're not generally present on the battlefield. Besides, ring race,
1: uh, flying lizards. Uh, but when those battles happen you need to have your own magic there so sorry but when those battles happen you need to have your own equally powerful magic to fight them otherwise there's a big problem
0: but the humans like a lot of their magic is really just heroic people right who are able to face up to these magical things the kind of scope of the at least in, in Lord of the Rings that of the story is um, almost it's like, uh, I don't know, like like any kind of normal, I don't know, this must be a historical kind of thing of of just normal humans, not necessarily normal humans, but like humans that could be you or me rising to the occasion and overcoming the impossible odds, which happen to be actual literal monsters in fantasy. Yeah. Right, so it's like this person could be you or me, but they're super heroic and awesome and able to destroy this magical monster right like like saint george (laughs) killing that dragon
1: not exaggerating
0: (laughs) not exaggerating and saying it's awesome he killed a large dog (laughs) saint george versus the large dog the deformed large dog not quite a wolf-sized dog just (laughs) not even the size of a wolf or a great dane Uh, yeah okay um so have have you tried Lord of the Rings um I don't
1: know I don't think so
0: yeah it's it's kind of I think from from our talking I think is that's actually kind of interesting that this this is probably some of the influence of kind of the games that I like because Apparently, I do like the more lower fantasy, more tactical kind of thing with a little bit of magical things to enhance it. So the question is for our game, should we add more magical fantastical elements into the nope. game?
1: Nope. I don't think so because that's not the goal of the game. The goal oh, of the game fair is enough. not to make it, okay. make it so demanding like that. You don't want teleport or, nope. or invisibility? No, I think it should be a more tactics based game, but it, just a smaller scale. I think it's meant to okay. like keep its scale under control, uh-huh. and then for the campaign to be sort of more story focused. Okay. Or and you've got to sort of make tactical puzzle making decisions because if it's gonna be a single player game, just
0: like the single yeah the the single player version where you're mm-hmm. just a skirmish where you're, use, where you're using the rules to to create a skirmish like game or oh, no, yeah. a skirmish kind of game like a single player like game. Okay. Okay, that's. Even though you said that you generally prefer magic just because of the way that we set up the game, yeah, okay, fair. So, so what would then be the like if you were to
1: make a better were, version of War Machine? What's what you have to fix?
0: <laughs> yeah, what would you do if you wanted to make a better version? Is that Frostgrave? Like, Frostgrave is also high magic that we, we mentioned.
1: Frostgrave might be a little on the low end. I think you've got to
0: oh, dial so back. You want even more magic than Frostgrave?
1: Yeah, I think you've, if you were to fix War Machine, let's say, okay, clearly it's broken because the game community is falling apart. Is that? Uh, it's not
0: broken. I guess. I guess, but it's definitely less attractive than it used to be as yeah. a game. It's not,
1: it's not in the, it's,
0: it doesn't fit our sensibilities. Sure. Okay.
1: Uh, if for it to fit my sensibilities more I guess they would have to dial back the abilities a bit for sure and they would have to break down the turns like divide the turns down into smaller chunks just so it's not so rochambeau so uh, there's more interaction between players so, so that the you can I go of...
0: you go portion of the game yeah. is not really attractive at least in as much as, as you, you have you, as, as much as they're doing
1: yeah, because you just sort of you do your combo if you get the uh-huh. dice rolls, rather than like allowing for a counter opportunity from your opponent when you start like trying to do one part of your combo. That not, no, it's not interactive enough. Yeah, there's not no talk. interaction. Uh-huh. There's just not enough interaction. So okay. Anyway.
0: So if you were to uh, make war casters less good or make oh, them uh, all I journeymen uh,
1: i didn't i wouldn't even say you have to make the war casters less good but each okay. individual like unit and huh? like solos mm-hmm. and things like that have too much going on with them and then maybe your warcaster maybe your warcaster has a long list of abilities but they can't churn out quite as many of them at once mm-hmm. so
0: okay so maybe mm-hmm. have you looked at the game called warcaster
1: Oh it's this from Privateer Private Press. Press. You're 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 yeah, bringing Private up Privateer Press. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh it's the it's a fantasy sci-fi well it's a sci-fi fantasy game. So it's actually set in the same it's not really set in the same universe but it's like related to War Machine but like set in another world in a fantasy setting. But still like with magic.
1: Okay, so my butt is what do you th- what did you think of the look of the figures? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or are you going to keep being nice? Uh, not that into the that that's the reason why I was not that into the game mm-hmm. is because of the look of the miniatures. Yeah, the so the rules were kind of interesting. They almost seemed a little bit too gamey though for me. Again, when we look about my sensibilities of the games that I like, I like it a little bit more low fantasy, but it seemed interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, how about you?
1: Uh, read the rules to be nice, or did you just
0: look at the models and you're like, forget this? That's exactly what I did. (laughs) Okay, but what happens if we use different miniatures and then that looked nice, and then we just play the same game? Rules like Then we won't
1: get anyone else to play the game with us because it'll just be too confusing to them.
0: Uh, yeah. Or maybe there will become a new like a community who uses War Machine models to play Warcaster.
1: So that that sounds optimistic, and I will say to that that I've never seen. Well, I've never seen games like reject the miniature makers' own models used and mm-hmm. move on to something else. This like, a thing. like games that are like bring your own miniatures those totally uh-huh. work people can get on board with that uh-huh. but the games where it's like you need to throw our miniatures in the garbage and buy somebody else's miniatures because <laughs> we keep the rules yeah those, I've never seen
0: one of those fly what it's I'm saying. too hard because you're fighting against what the literal game manufacturer is trying to do yeah. so okay. maybe other
1: people out there have seen this happen but as far as I know of there's been no okay. wide scale adoption of that for a game. Because the game manufacturers, yeah, we'll try and fight you every step of the way. Okay. Interesting.
0: I didn't know that we actually could because we have similar uh miniature sensibilities, like the actual miniatures how they look, I didn't realize our actual gaming sensibilities
1: are are slightly different. Well, Considering want, we've
0: played since we were children, that's actually quite surprising. <laughs>
1: well, I don't, I don't want full-on Magic Gathering, like, uh,
0: th- where okay, where you can respell them.
1: You're like, oh, no, ah, where I just, got two where just, tap. Where just pure playing abilities, but mm, okay.
0: So you, you still want some mix, but you're saying War Machine level is still okay. You don't think that's no, too no, much? No, oh, no, War no, War no, it's, no. It's not oh okay. Slightly like too much. Said,
1: it's it's too much. The warcaster is slightly too much, and the mod. Miniatures themselves are way too much.
0: The what do you mean the miniatures themselves?
1: Oh like the abilities that solo like oh, individual okay. solos so it is too that much. units. Oh yeah. But okay. And yeah. And the tactical how the tactics break down that you just do everything at once. So Okay. So sorry, somewhere, right. ha- somewhere halfway in between Frostgrave and War Machine. There we go. Is where is your ideal? Yeah, I, think I,
0: I don't know. I think, for, honestly, I used to like that more. Maybe our, our, we were more in sync before. But just lately, I've been more into less, more into less fantasy in the the in the gameplay at least, right? Yep. And maybe even in the kind of games. I think it's kind of interesting. If I like the low fantasy setting and the low fantasy feeling, because it makes the magic, the little magic that you have feel more important. Like if everyone and their brother has a plus five holy adventure, then suddenly magic is cheapened, right? It 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 starts feeling like every cell phones, if you know what I mean. Like it's not magic anymore. It loses the magical mystique because everyone just has it. It just becomes another thing. Yep. So I feel like I like the lower level magic i like i like how Frostgrave. even though magic is common and we said we classified as kind of a high fantasy setting the fact that only your wizard and apprentice use magic amplifies the spells that they cast because only those those two guys plus any kind of equipment that people have like magical items uh, are casting these you know game altering or game winning spells right whereas uh if everyone had a little bit of magic then you know if it's the kind of, it's kind of like in um, uh, Incredibles, right? Where like, if, if everyone has abilities, if everyone's special, then nobody's special. So I do like just that kind of mix. And I love the fact that that's that's just my personal kind of thing and why I've kind of enjoying the more low, low fantasy settings more.
1: Okay, yeah, well, I think we covered a lot of different directions on how high fantasy and low fantasy fit into the gaming setting we'll see what other sort of settings we talk about in the future
0: uh yeah uh do you have uh i guess one last thing before we 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 sign off Uh, what is your favorite fantasy game right now
1: it's still Frostgrave, like like yeah, I said. It's for me. War Machine True. goes too far, and the other very low fantasy, like full-on tactics games. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so, and Frostgrave it's just technically
0: things. it's not just the setting, or it's maybe not even the setting. It's the gameplay and the kind of fun of of how things are layered on top of each other. Yeah, and okay. the fact that the scenarios always
1: keep things interesting. Yeah, and that we kind of just like make up part of the scenario too. If we're like, eh, it's okay, let's just <laughs> let's just make change the scenario it's, it's yeah. not so rigid that you feel like you have to follow it to the t you're like i can make some yeah. cool new thing for what we're doing today yeah uh
0: yeah i totally agree i think part of what helps it is that we have a great community and i think part of that is because crossgrave attracts a great community
1: yeah right? the attract- type of game it is does doesn't it, attract the rigid war game or it attracts Yeah, the, or the the
0: the people that want to win at all costs, right? That they're just not going to generally be playing that much
1: Frostgrave. Yeah, it Especially people. when you have
0: War Machine out there.
1: It attracts people almost enemies. want like a DD-ish experience. Exactly. Okay. So
0: I guess both of our favorite game fantasy game right now is Frostgrave. That's great. We're <laughs> we're aligned. Uh so uh if uh you uh as in the people that are listening to this, uh, want to tell us about uh, what your favorite uh, fantasy game is, yeah, uh, and fantasy what it, war game is. Uh, and yeah, what you, which show.
1: direction you think it leans and what makes it your, your favorite. Yeah, go find us on Facebook.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, thanks Yep. Yeah, uh, this has been Alan.
1: Yes, yeah, from Brandon. All right, one more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at diceovereverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us, just or get in touch with us at Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.